editing Ellen here. Um, I'm just popping in to tell you a couple things. Um, we do have a couple trigger warnings for this episode. Um, we do talk about some ghosty stories at the beginning, if you don't want to hear about that. Um, these next ones are going to sound a little off, but I promise it'll make sense once you hear the rest of the episode. We do talk about cannibalism and serial killers um, and birth trauma, including an emergency C-section and a NICU stay. And we also do mention miscarriage. Um, so if you don't want to hear about those things, don't feel bad about skipping out on this episode. We do not blame you at all. Um, and also I want to add that this episode is coming out slightly late. It is currently one in the morning and I'm still editing. So, so sorry about that, but it'll be out for your Monday morning commute. <laughs> okay. Thanks guys. Enjoy. My volume just did some funky shit. Oh, I didn't even see it. I didn't touch it. And it said, Doop. let's not talk about that. <laughs> I definitely had a dream last night that like. Our house was haunted. Your house? Yes. Like the apartment or like I, like you had a house? Like I think we had a house. I don't know. You were in your place of business. I was going to say dwelling. You dwell there. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, if the apartment was haunted, we're fucked. It's not big enough for the three of us, let alone adding a ghost. I was literally just talking about how I moved Oliver into the room that he's in now because that room gives me bad vibes. Bad juju? Bad juju. It's weird. I don't know. Like, one time I went in there in the middle of the night to feed Oliver when he was, like, baby baby. When we had, like, probably just put him in there. And Trigger, you know, follows me everywhere. And he triggers my dog. randomly growling? No. And he would, he so he would, like, follow me in there most of the time because I would, like, leave both doors open. Yeah. And then... I was sitting in there, and I thought that he had came with me, but he didn't. He stayed in here, mm-hmm. which is weird for him because he, you know, is usually right on my heels. And so I heard, like, the clickety-clack of his nails on the the wood part, the laminate. But there was no clickety-clack. No, listen. And then he, I thought, like, oh, he's probably right there now because I, it, I literally sounded like he came into the room and, like, laid next to me. And then I was like, oh, is that true? Nothing was there. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't, like, an actual, like, it sounded like it, it sounded was. It sounded like there was, but there wasn't. But there was. <laughs> there was, though. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you heard it, and you know you heard it, but there wasn't any, like, trig toenails on wood actually happening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there was no nail on wood action. It sure shit sounded like there was. <laughs> Okay. Anywho. Fuck. Any whore. <laughs> Ooh. Are we testing that or are you just gonna are we going with it? I feel like we'll just because I'm keeping that shit in. <laughs> Here, let me Hallelujah. You have me pinned? I do. I have you pinned too. <laughs> I love us. Don't okay. read it. Is that it? Well, I guess you well, read, I read you the, read that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to redo it though. No, I know right yeah from okay, the beginning okay. yeah okay hello 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 welcome back to hold my pump what what <laughs> <laughs> okay so the the long-awaited chelsea story is finally yeah. coming out we're not a total clusterfuck today well a little bit you did already cry once i well i cried before you got here too so that's twice for today. <laughs> it's, 
It's fine. We're fine. fine. Let me just explain to you what happened when they got here, okay? Before <laughs> before they got here, the kids both were screaming. And that was fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so before they had even gotten here, both of the kids were screaming and I they were not they were just not calming happy. down. They, they were just not happy. happy, no. And then as soon as they got here, first of all, two of my dogs psychotic. The other one is psychotic, but also an asshole. <laughs> So um, we put them on, we have a baby gate in between our kitchen and our living room, and we put them into the kitchen so they could come uh-huh. in the front door. Uh-huh. So we put them over there. They came in. Dogs were barking, which was expected. Yes. We knew that that we're was going to, to happen. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so dogs were barking. Jesus. So many burps. To be fair, Micah is a crackhead but she's like a sweet crackhead yeah freya is a crackhead just a crackhead because she's a puppy yeah and trick is just an asshole psychotic yes yes <laughs> to be fair he's he, anxious and he has trauma like the yes. rest of us trauma. i'm pretty sure he is my abuser <laughs> am i the trauma am, am i the drama <laughs> the trick version he is the drama <laughs> I can 100% guarantee that he is the drama. We've seen that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we have the gate shut and dogs are going crazy. Then Bubba starts crying because the dogs were barking. Yeah. Which that didn't last very long. No. He was just upset for I a I think minute. he was also kind of trying to poop a little bit. Yeah. he was. There's a lot was, happening with that kid was, right now. He's working it out. Yeah. Working it out. He's figuring it out. And then, honestly, I think I blocked out majority of what happened because now I can't remember what happened after that. So we came in and sat down and all was well with the world. Yeah. Everybody calmed down. And we were talking. And then Freya decides to crawl under Under the gate. gate Yes. And run over. And Adam was petting her. And he was like, okay, she's kind of acting like a crackhead. So Adam, in all of his glory, goes to put Freya back over the gate and gets bit. (laughs) Did he actually get bit or did he get scratched? It was like mouth, but it was scratch mouth. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. By trigger, triggered the yeah. asshole. All the other puppies are, they're nice. Yeah. They're just crazy. Which is fine. Which Trig, I think is for some, I think he's triggered a little bit by Adam. I don't, there's a lot happening with that. <laughs> His name is Trigger for yeah. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so he like puts her over the gate. Trig grabs his arm real quick. It was not, I mean, he's literally fine. He has a scrape and it's like a little <laughs> swollen, but whatever. Don't so then, sue me, Adam. Yeah. So then Adam comes back over and sits down. And then Freya gets under the gate again. And then Trig starts getting under the gate. And then Trig starts getting under the gate and then kids start screaming. And then I pick Theodore up because he's screaming and I try to go put Trigger back. I try to put him in his kennel. And then Trig lost it on you. Yeah. Which is the first that's ever happened. Such a dick. Well. Not the first, but it's, it's like, been a, It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. He doesn't do it often. Uh-uh. And then... Kyle comes into situation and starts kind Se- of separating, yes. diffusing the situation, yes. if you will. And then we were fine. Well, and then I cried. <laughs> and then you cried. I was just so overstimulated. Like I was. Over- there was a lot. I was overstimulated before you even got yeah. here. But then there was a lot, and, and then, literally yeah. everybody was crying. Dogs were barking. Yeah. Adam was flipping trigger off. Are I was we like even recording. Oh, okay. I, I was it, like, it wasn't up on the did corner. Did you see him? I was like, Adam. No. Did you? No, we're good. I was like, can you not? And he goes. There it goes. I wasn't like, doing that. Babe, I just had to like 
stand my ground a little bit. I was like, what? Uh, How is that going to help? It's not. Trigger doesn't understand. He's just an asshole. That's all there is to that. He's cute, though. Because you're looking at me, you're like, I really just want to love on you. But if well, you and love he, on him, he's going to kill you. And he acts like he wants you to love on yes. him. And then he's, he's like, just kidding. No, he's I don't. scared of love. He is scared of love. He is. For sure. But he's cute. So it makes Our white screen it. went away. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, well. That's that then. <laughs> 24 hours of pure white screen. Really? Really? I don't know why someone would want that. 24 hours. Uh, we could probably come up with a couple of reasons. Probably. Like serial killers may want it. <laughs> For just, what reason? I don't did know. you watch the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix? No, I started watching it and I couldn't finish it because it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Really? I could not watch it. For some reason. I am surprised. It was one of those ones where like... I don't know what it was. I just started watching it, and I was like, I can't do this. Were you pregnant? You must have been, because I was when I watched I think, it. Yeah. Hmm, maybe that's why. Because I literally, like, usually you can handle more than I yeah, can. and I, I couldn't, could, for I could watch some it. reason, I was like, I can't. I also know everything about his story, well, so I, I knew too, what I was expecting, like, like, what to expect. For some reason, it just really, like, I was like, ugh. It might be because you were pregnant, and you were sick. And I was home alone, too. That probably didn't. Happen. I was not. But even when Adam was home, I don't think I could watch it. I made it's, him turn it off. It's really good, actually. It was really, really good. Very I might well have done. to try it now. But... Evan Peters is. Because I literally watch like crime documentaries all the time. I watch, I watch fucking. What freaked you out about it? I don't know. It's just the whole situation. Because like gave me the creeps. The part that I thought was gonna bug me was that he he literally ate people. Yeah. But like they don't say that. No. I mean, they say it, but like they don't show him like literally cutting, cutting off a piece of meat and then like yeah. yeah they don't show that they just show it looks like a steak and he's like cooks a steak and then eats it and that's like yeah it's see, just like one, even now thinking about it it doesn't bother me it's but just for like some the reason. assumption that that's yeah. what he's eating but you don't like see it play out i don't even remember because i was only like part of the first episode in and i was like i can't watch this what i'm so shocked you and me both that's weird. Okay. Because there's very few things in this world like that that, that truly bother me. That's and what that I was going really to say. just like. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. You know. might have to try it again because it's really good. I'm going to have to try it again. And they're coming out with another one I on know. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. That one I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. Because they did like a snippet of mm-hmm. his story at the very end because they got executed on the same day. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure. And so they did, like, a snippet of his story. And, like, he, Jeffrey Dahmer was very, like, he was a sociopath. So he yeah. was very, like, manipulative and made people mm-hmm. like him. Yep. John Wayne Gacy doesn't give a fuck if you like him and he's going to murder you either way. Yeah. Like, he, so he was a dick to all his yeah. victims. And they were young. Like, super young. Yeah. I mean, I guess Jeffrey Dahmer's were too. But, like, he, well, John Wayne Gacy was older than Jeffrey Dahmer. So they Dahmer. were, like, that much younger than Yes. Him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that one because they're, the scene that they even played in the Jeffrey Dahmer series, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can, I don't know. Because he was, like, just very, like, he stripped this guy naked and, like, was just very degrading and, yeah. like, before he killed them. So it's just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that one. But He was more like, he got off more on, like, the mental... Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer way, yeah. wanted to, wanted to, or ended up killing people because he never really 
I don't think he wanted like when he, he didn't intend to start yes, killing, killing people. people. Yeah, but he did because he wanted them to stay with him. Yes, that was why he did what yes. he did. It was more of like an attachment thing. Yeah, yeah, because he tried. Way. He freaking 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 fucking <laughs> gave that one kid, the fourteen-year-old boy, uh-huh. a lobotomy and like kept. It. That's how he like kept him. Yep. Yeah, crazy. But okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I. I'll I do I'll, apologize. Trigger warning. <laughs> okay. So Chelsea's story from what I know, which we tried to record this. We did. Once. We did. And it, it did, did not, not work. work. We were alone with three children and it was. And they were, yours was being good. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. And then mine were not. <laughs> yeah. So we were it like, didn't just end kidding. Well. So. Currently, that's what we're doing. I know, like, the start of the story, mm-hmm. so this probably will not surprise me because you know. But the rest of it, yeah. Um. So from what I know of it, there's gonna be <laughs> a couple trigger warnings. Yeah. Birth trauma for sure. Oh yeah. Um. That's pretty much the biggest one. Um. Before I talk about stuff, I don't want to give anything away, so I will give trigger warnings as we go because. Okay. I don't want to give away stuff okay. that happens, you know? All right. All right. Here we go. There is, like, a couple typos in here, too. So if I, like, mess up my words, sorry. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to say thank you to Chelsea again yes, thank for you. allowing us to yeah. talk about your story and your birth trauma. And She thinks it's important for people to know all of the things that could go wrong. happen. Yes. Yeah. And that's not talking about enough I no but especially yes that. you'll see yeah. <laughs> so thank you again chelsea for that um we do really appreciate it and um i'm gonna say it now i'll probably say it again mm-hmm. um i'm sorry you had to go through everything you went oh through. you'll say it again um but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk a little bit about it and then we'll go into that later Okay. So she wanted to touch on the, the our first episode where we talked about pregnancy. And she, how we found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's that's what she starts with. So she says, well, first, I guess, to touch on the podcast topics that I remember, I never kept track of my periods ever because they were so irregular, even through high school and college. It was more of a pain than it was convenient. So that went out the window. The last period I remember before my pregnancy was before Thanksgiving of 2021. And I found out March 10th after three weeks of absolutely violent sickness that I was pregnant and it all started to make sense. The morning sickness was absolutely brutal and it would last six plus hours with extreme extreme nausea and weakness Mm -hmm. been there i'm so sorry as i read this too you can like you know commentary you can like give me commentary if you want to because i feel like i don't want it to just be me talking because why not because i don't like to listen to my own voice and i edit these (laughs) all right and this is going out tonight so i have to do it like quick okay let's do it okay so uh she says when i found out i was pregnant i was in the er all by myself while my boyfriend was at work and i was so shook i couldn't tell him and just went off the grid till i got back to the farm and i didn't know how else to tell him besides slide him the ultrasound on the table and kind of giggle that's a fucking vibe he said because (laughs) because the how could the violent sickness just go over our heads like that she says well if you're not thinking about the fact that you could be pregnant well and so the 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 next part that she talks about is that um, 
she kept blaming it on her mental status is what she says oh so she was like maybe it's just because i'm so stressed out and whatever Oh, yeah, I feel that, too. Yeah. Uh So she says, to be fair, I kept blaming it on my mental status because my dad was going into an adult foster care home. Her dad is paraplegic. He's in a wheelchair. Um, Adult foster care home and blaming me for his hallucinations and stuff. So I just overlooked the sickness as severe anxiety or depression. So I just went to urgent care for help. But after explaining my symptoms, they sent me to the ER and tested me for literally everything. Which, good. Why did they not take a piss test on you at the urgent care? They probably didn't even take her. They probably heard her symptoms on the, you know, re- like the registration sheet. Uh, and they were like, you should go to the ER. I would assume that that's what. I would hope. That that's what happened. Because if she went in there and they were like, mm, just go to the ER instead of doing a piss test. They might have not wanted to deal with her, honestly. Just because, like, There's, urgent cares yeah. are like that. Yeah. Anywho. Anymore. Anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, and then they finally asked if I want to take a pregnancy test. She says, funny thing is, I took one. So this is March, right? So she started becoming violently ill in December. So this is March. And she says, funny thing is, I took a pregnancy test in January and February. And then this being March 10th, they tell me I'm three months along. Her HCG had to be so fucking low. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, that's a whole trim. You're through your first trimester. Yeah. Already. I'll just- oh, girl. Girl. <laughs> that was probably the worst part for you. Girl. And I wasn't even violently ill like she was. Yeah. Violently, she said. Unless I'm just downplaying it. But I don't think I was that sick. I mean, Because you- I really only threw up, like, a couple days. But when I did throw up, it was- you had like spurts violently like when it was bad it was bad yes and when it wasn't you were okay like i was super nauseous my entire first trimester like i couldn't smell anything i could barely eat like that kind of stuff yeah but the vomiting wasn't as bad oh so she says my obgyn experience she says i won't say the name but it's in jackson michigan was absolutely fucking horrible she said, not only was I one third of the way through already, basically, but fast forward, this guy decides to close his office, not shitting you nine days before my son is born. I would literally have a full on fucking panic mm-hmm. attack. And then he, she says, well, he told me he told me why, but he gave me a 20 day notice to find a new OB. And I was 33 to 34 weeks along when the office closed. So what the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> like, That's explain so, this shit to me. That is so far. Could you imagine? I, I'm telling you, I would have a fucking panic Do you get attack. new patients at where you work? Do you yes. get new patients that far along? Yep. Jesus. So you can get, like, new patient transfers. Uh-huh. So a lot of times they'll just go over, like, the ultrasounds and stuff that they've already had or whatnot. Um, and then they come in and they do their, like, normal labs and stuff. Is it because they transfer because they didn't like their other well, provider? Well, we've had or some like... that have transferred, like, they've PCS or oh, they've... Um, that makes they've sense. They've come from, like, Lejeune to... Yeah where i'm at or whatever but like that is a whole different reason yeah for needing to be transferred and that is terrifying but even for us it's like super hard because we we're already pretty much like maxed out yeah like we have a lot of patients and a 20 day 20 day notice that would be hard because it's hard to get patients in that i was gonna say it's hard to get in like a lot of places will do it if it's an emergency like that they'll they'll do their best to do it but it's very hard like and i could see some places being like no no i can't yeah So she says, luckily, I was able to get into a second OB in Lapeer in Michigan, um, who I only saw once, but she sent me to McLaren, which is like the big hospital Mm -hmm. up in Michigan. 
um, sent me to McLaren, who held me for eight hours doing the same non-stress testing and ultrasounds the entire time. I found out literally the week the office was closing that my baby had IUGR. Oh. Fetal stunt growth restriction is what that is. Um, And she says, and it was bad. Like, he was tiny. Wait, they didn't find out until she was that far along? That's what she says. Girl. Like, she, so she, 33 to 34 weeks, and she found out the week the office was closing that the baby had IUGR. Yeah. That's what she says. Um, but every appointment they told me he was growing so, and that he was fine. But she said she knew it wasn't. She said the numbers all were all over the place. Every ultrasound. I hated the fact they saw me for all of two to four minutes every appointment and couldn't even express my concerns and felt so alone. I am so sorry because that's a really shitty fucking OB's office. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm like they should have. You should have been monitored a lot closer. Than as you fucked were. up as it is, it's probably a good thing that you didn't get to like give birth with this doctor because it sounds like he doesn't give a fuck. It sounds like the entire office is a trash. That, yeah. Um. Um, this is my first pregnancy and they overlooked my complications because they were worried about their office and jobs more than their patients. Yeah, that's what it yep. sounds like. Yep. Because she definitely more than likely would have been getting BPPs and NSDs quite frequently. She should yeah. have been going pretty much weekly would have would be my guess. <sighs> I just Especially when the, she because she says the ultrasound numbers are all out of whack. Like why wouldn't you be like, hmm, maybe we should look into that. They I don't know because like our ultrasound techs are very like they're really good so they will know like as soon as they do an ultrasound they pretty much know and then they'll go and talk to the doctor I would assume the providers. If you, yeah I would assume if you do it all the time that you like know what you know, you're looking at well and there's some places that they just don't give a shit I guess. they just scan and move on well, and, and that's they don't really care she yeah. says that they don't they didn't care no ours are really good I mean they won't tell patients anything but they Nine times out of ten, they know what's going on, so they can, like, pick up on a lot of stuff. I mean, they go to school for this. Like, right, right. I mean, in the state, so the issue is in the state of North Carolina, to practice, to, like, actually, like, do ultrasounds, you don't need to be licensed. But Oh, really? I you, didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, you can open your own, like, 3D, 40, and you don't have to be licensed. Oh, shit, I didn't even know that. So that's why, like, the place we went to get our 3D, 40s, we made sure, like, that they were, that that they they were licensed, because if yeah. they see anything that's wrong on a scan, they mm-hmm. can immediately call your provider, and they can tell them, hey, you need to get them in for an appointment. I see. But, but if you go to one that's not, they can't, like, tell. Oh, and they'll tell people that their baby's fine, and something could be wrong, and their baby not. could be, yeah. Right, especially, because, so. like, those people go to school for that. They know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. They know what to look for. And like I said, I mean, our ultrasound types are really, 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 really good. And they're really close with our providers. Yeah. So they'll actually go up to the provider and be like, hey, this is what I see. This is what I think's going on. Well, and that's and what they, I would hope for. Yeah. In I care. don't know how. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. They just didn't care, which mm-hmm. is sad because that's terrifying. That's like, so scary. But to even look back and to, like, for her to know that she, like, she realized something was wrong and they didn't care enough to say it or to do anything about it yeah and she said that the appointments were so quick that they wouldn't even let her get out like what she wanted to ask or say which is fucked up to me so it might have been a blessing in disguise getting put into a different office um after they tested me and took the numbers they never looked them over with me or discussed them with me uh, because came around to the end of the month and my new OB looked at the number and immediately transferred me in an ambulance to Hurley, which is like the big, um, 
like Peds Hospital in Michigan, Hurley. Jesus. Um, uh, she says her words, I don't want you to be separated from baby and dad if you need to deliver. She says, I was 35 weeks barely. And Hurley admitted her. So the OB that was at the one the place in Lapeer transferred her and was like, I I want you I all want you to all be to be together, together because you're more than likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night to Friday morning, there was many, many scares. Like I remember over two dozen, she says. They were worried about baby passing inside me, but he also sat extremely low. They knew something was up at about 3.30. I had nurses and doctors literally tossing me around in the bed by the blankets, trying to get the baby's heartbeat back. And they sent me in an ultrasound. They sent me in an ultrasound tech and NICU doctor into my room at like 6 to 10 a.m. And she's what, 35 weeks? Mm-hmm. Cause you, that's so scary. And it's so hard to imagine because I remember vividly having Bubba drop off the monitor. Yeah. Cause well, I remember Oliver dropping off the monitor. And not even that, but like, I remember being 35, 36 weeks and saying, I just want him to make it to 37. 37 yeah. is what you want yep. to make it to. Yep. Things are more developed. Lungs are more lungs. developed. Yep. And the lungs are the big one. So if you're not to 37, they have to give you your shots to make sure yeah. to try to speed up the development yep. and then other things. It's just, and that is terrifying. Not knowing this entire time, all of a sudden it's everything well, this coming is all within at two you weeks. at once. This is all within two weeks. And that's what I'm saying. Like she's getting shit hurled at her mm-hmm. in a span of what, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you're in a major pediatric hospital mm-hmm. with doctors, nurses, everybody throwing you around yeah and you not knowing what the hell is going to happen to your baby mm-hmm. all because, or you all because one doctor is a jackass is a jackass and didn't care mm-hmm. but let's be honest i mean if you so look back to oliver would mm-hmm. you have cared more about him or yourself oh him for yeah. sure i mean now you're it's i'm just saying like baby i'm sure that like kyle would have been worried oh, about yeah. me oh yeah <laughs> i wouldn't have given i 10 out of 10 do not give a shit about myself but like in that moment i'm sure and that has to be harder for dads too because yeah yeah and i mean it's hard for us don't get me wrong but oh, like yeah. thinking of it from a dad's perspective you could lose the woman you love and your baby at the all same in time one house yeah again oh. because one doctor didn't care oh my god yeah oh fuck i think you're i think her boyfriend's name is logan well we're gonna call him logan i until we know his name i'm pretty sure it is logan <laughs> Oh my god, now it's going to bug me that I don't know that. Hello? <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'm sure she says it. I'm pretty sure it's Logan. If okay. I'm wrong, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Chelsea. If it's not Logan, we're going to call him Logan until we figure out. Sorry. <laughs> okay. During the ultrasound, they said I had three options, none in which I had a choice in. It sounds about right. Whenever you're at 35 weeks and something's wrong with your baby. Yeah. Yep. She said, I was either going to have that baby that morning, afternoon, or Saturday. And during the ultrasound, they all started screaming, prep the OR. <laughs> so could you imagine? All these doctors are tossing you the fuck around. And then, and then the ultrasound, away. Ultra, oh, no, she, ultrasound comes in. Room. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone screams, prep the OR. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, I have it's been I a while. I literally want to cry. It, it's like, been a while since I've read this story, so I'm like, oh my god. I literally want to cry. I cannot tell I'm so fucking sorry. I'm gonna say this a thousand times. 
in the span of the story. It's not even so fucking. It's not. We're not even done. We're not even done yet. But like, (laughs) her story is crazy. The idea of like, (sighs) oh my god. Okay, so then Uh, uh, all started screaming, prep the OR, and told me I had no time to wait. They were getting this baby out of me. So they told her that she had blood clots all over the inside of her belly, internal bleeding, and her placenta had partially erupted. And baby was not doing well inside me for weeks. She's lucky. I'm, I hate to, okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound, but like, she's very lucky. She's, she didn't die. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 like, that is like. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Like before that, not even anything else, but like just the idea that her placenta had already erupted. Yeah. And she wasn't dead yet. Oh my God. Because like you can bleed out. Like you will, like. Well, and she wasn't even like put on bed rest or anything because like the doctor didn't fucking care. So like. Oh my God. That is fucking wild. Well, I guess let's keep going. Okay. Shit, your birth trauma is giving me trauma. Right? Just. I told Fuck, you. Bro. Okay, so okay. baby was not doing well for weeks. And then I was walking to the OR, and then all of a sudden, about 40 minutes later, I had a baby and had had an emergency C-section. So, like, literally, you find out that you have this crazy – that your baby has IUGR, like, right before you go to a completely new OB. Knowing that it's something that they could clearly see on the ultrasound the entire pregnancy and they did not And that she said that she knew something was wrong and nobody cared. Nobody would listen to her. God. Fucking stupid. Okay. Um, Did you say she walked into the OR or the ER and 40 minutes later she had a baby? Is that what you said? And then I was walking to the OR, and then all of a sudden, 40 minutes later, oh, okay. I had a baby. I was like, bro. I'm assuming it probably was, like, all happening was, so yeah, fast. Yeah, it was quick. Because yeah. they definitely got all of the report from the, the OB that she was seeing. I'm glad that she went to Hurley because – I'm Yeah. Hurley is hands down where if we were living at home and something that's happened to Oliver to Theodore, no, that's where – Well, I probably well, I probably would have delivered in Bad Axe. Which is closer to where we yeah. lived, but if if that's something, where you would want them to go, yes. If something were to happen, to it's them, kind that's... of like New Hanover. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, she says I was high, scared as hell, literally trying not to pass out. And one of the anesthesiologists was from North Branch, which is where we graduated high school. <laughs> um, which actually lightened my mood, and I'm not sure why, but I had to be awake for this, and it was my first surgery. I'd never broken a bone, sprained, twisted, been put under for anything. This was my first big operation, and I was doing it no choice, and I was having my baby. Was dad there? I don't know. I don't know. I would assume, because that's why they sent her to Hurley in the first place. Is that so they would all be together? Um... Oh, she says, my measurements were wild. My belly was like 29 to 31 weeks measuring when I was 34 weeks. And then at Hurley, they said my belly was was the same 29 to 31, and I was 35 weeks along. So baby really hadn't. Baby was not growing. No. And my placenta was so white, it was 42 plus weeks, so nothing made sense what, whatsoever about my pregnancy or labor or complications. Well, so that the placenta thing kind of makes sense because if she's losing blood, then everything's draining out. She's just saying that like nothing was. Oh, the measurements and everything. Fuck. 
yeah, that nothing was lining up. Nothing was right about any of it. Because if she was measuring 29, 31 weeks, she was 35 weeks and her placenta looked like it was 42 plus. So it was just, she had lost shit it was just all mind. over. Yeah. How the fuck is she alive? Dude. Oh my God. Okay. John oh is her baby's name. John. Oh. So after I had John and was all sewed up, I went into post eclampsia. <laughs> this story just keeps getting worse. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So she goes into post eclampsia and was put on bed rest for 48 whole hours and was only allowed to see John for all about 10 minutes when they took me down in the stretcher to see him in the NICU incubator right after I had Say him. Say that the fuck again because what? Put on bed rest for 48 hour, 48 whole hours. So when she, I tell you how high my blood pressure would have been being away from my baby. <laughs> well, so she was she was put on bed rest and her baby's in the NICU. That's what I'm saying. So she couldn't go see him. Like it would have just made it worse. Oh my oh, god. I would they would have had to fucking sedate me. I couldn't I couldn't hold Oliver after I had him and he was like in the same room as me, and that killed me. So I can't Let even alone imagine being not two being... different. Oh my god, no. Mm-mm. Fuck. No. Fuck. Okay. Um, I had cuffs on every arm and leg. It was awful. And I had to wear an oxygen mask the entire night before my C-section because it was the best way for them to find John's heartbeats. She says, besides the monitors literally sitting on my cooch. (laughs) Oh my God, this is crazy. Okay. So after I had John, he weighed three pounds, 14 ounces before losing his 10% to three pounds, seven ounces. Hims was just a little Hims was boy. Hims to defend it in my hand. Oh, this makes me sad. Okay. He ended up spending 32 days in the NICU, and they falsely let me think I could take him home 14 days in until they called as I was pulling into the hospital saying he stopped breathing in his sleep, and now his visit was longer. In the 32 days he was there, he was on oxygen for five to six days, had IVs every day and monitors. He had, That's my baby. That is, I don't know if you can hear that because we have mics on, but her baby's screaming. <laughs> he had bradycardia. He had, um, she says yellow Reuben, but I'm pretty sure she means like her bil- his Billy Reuben was high. Yeah. I'm assuming autocorrect was like, yeah, that's strong. not a word. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was slow to gain weight. With being so small, he was restricted on his food intake and all that. We drove down there almost every day. Ex- oh, wait. And all that, we drove down there almost every day except two of them and finally was able to bring him home. He was all of about five pounds. Oh, my God. Like, our babies were... Bubba was seven, two. Two pounds heavier than him, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, like, and it's babies, a lot. That's babies, a lot. it's a lot. Oh, my God. He's so mad. While we're doing this, I'm just going to make sure we're still recording because my luck would be that it stopped. All right, we're good. <laughs> He's mad, baby. He's probably hungry. I just burped too. <laughs> He's probably hungry. I'm going to stop this. Okay, we're right. back. With the dog. And we have a guest. <laughs> this is Freya. This is Freya. This is the puppy psycho. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy. She I'm... just jumped the gate to come see yeah, us. You did. <laughs> you had to get a little help though, huh? Yeah. She's just so a baby. She got stuffed. She said, I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all about, he was five pounds. 
when they took him home. She said, the Nikki was no doubt the best thing to happen for me and Logan. That was his name. I was right. Love that for us. Um, as first-time parents and scared first-timers, and I had a rough recovery because yeah. I was immediately pushing myself to get back to farming five days after my C-section. Chelsea, girl, I can't say shit, though, because... Uh, well, but I a did C-section too, but we is didn't a get lot major different. Surgery. Yeah. <laughs> girl, you needed to rest, mama. Rest. Rest. Honey. Relaxation. You're not going to get that shit for 18 years, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the least you can do is take, like, a few weeks you gotta, to yourself, you, gotta you know? You got to lay down, baby. But I, I, I get it, like. No, I get it. I get it. Because, like, especially when something traumatic like that happens, you just want to be distracted from what's actually going on. Well, and she's got a newborn and baby's in the NICU. And she's, I was just going to say, she doesn't even have her baby at home. So, like, I get get it. I I don't recommend doing things five days after your C-section, but I get it. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Like, everybody's like, you need a rest. And you see all these freaking... Sleep when baby sleeps. That's such bullshit. Okay, when is the laundry going to get done? When am I going to do the dishes? When am I going to change? When am I going to poop? Literally. Do you know how many times I've taken the bouncer in the bathroom? Yeah. But on top of that, it's like you see all of these people who, like, they have a husband who stays at home all the time and they can help and, you know, they get three months of paid maternity leave Mm -hmm. or paid paternity leave, I guess. Which most people don't get that. Freya, you make a better door than a window. Yeah. You lay down. She said, I know, comprehend. <laughs> lay down. Good girl. I'll love on you. Honey. Good girl. I love on you. Okay. Um, they taught us literally everything we needed to know that yeah. we did that we wouldn't have known if he didn't spend the time that he did in the NICU. And she said, I got really close with some of the nurses who were attached to seeing John's growth as much as we were. Which I, is super I nice. love that. Yeah. I love when you make that connection with nurses and I feel like it's even more so when you have really good nurses in the NICU because you do spend so much time with them. Yeah. And like the, the trust that you have for them, like caring for your baby and And like, and to trust somebody that's just like not your favorite person would suck. Like, but even that, like knowing, and that it comes with that trust, like, which mm -hmm. is, I guess where it comes from, but like knowing that like when you leave your baby safe safe, and if anything goes wrong, like, and I feel like a lot of that comes from honesty to, like, you know, them being honest with her. Like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Like, we've got baby. Like, everything's fine, you know? Yeah. Um. Oh, this came – I think she – Um. this one sent, at, like, a weird time. But she's talking about when she was pregnant. Um. She says that she was sick and nauseous for more than half of the day for 30 and 30 – through 30 and 35 weeks. So, like – at least part of the day, she was going to be nauseous or sick. Yeah. Um, she was extremely underweight. Finding out she was pregnant, she was weighing she weighed ninety seven pounds, and she was three months along. That's crazy. Uh, oh, she said, "I barely, I barely grew, Sorry. but but he sat the entire time. He sat so low the entire time that it looked like I was carrying a basketball yep. at belt level, and this kid was beating the living shit out of me." She said, "Oh, oh that honey. I do feel. My kid was not nice." <laughs> Um, now she says they recommend very highly that she gets a consult with a high risk specialist before trying to get pregnant again. Yeah. With, oh, in two years, they said to yeah. wait two years to get pregnant. Um. She says, I wanted back-to-back, but having – but back-to-back, not have to wait, and maybe be told it's too risky to do another pregnancy. Um, um, 
Oh, Bubba's just mad. Yeah, he's very upset. Just so everybody knows, like, the guys are downstairs with the kids. <laughs> we just left them. Yeah. We didn't leave our children downstairs unattended. Like, no. my child's just angry because he's hungry, so. It just, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. They're, they're cared for. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I guess the last major thing I'll say is now John has two years to basically catch up to quote unquote normal babies in every way. Um, also I didn't get a chance to have the labor I wanted at all, but do not regret it for the fact that I have my son who's alive and well and already catching up and he's and just she's alive to see him. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and he's big. four months old now. John is four oh, months old now. So Oh my god, she had him the same time I had Bubba. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit before. Before, yeah. Yeah, but and that's even scarier because like NICU babies are already nine times out of ten, they're already like kind of getting off a little bit behind mm-hmm. full term babies, but like preemies are already kind of like a little bit behind, but like her baby had IUGR mm-hmm. too. So like that's even more so like he just has so much catching up to do. But yeah. I feel like those milestones are going to be that much sweeter. Oh, yeah, because... because you had you had to go through so much to get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She says, um, he started in the first percentile for everything. Oh. I'm so widow. <laughs> huh? Um, it made me feel like a failure as a mother to not only fail to birth my child the way no. I wanted to, but be separated for what felt like forever. And I had to work around wires and monitors and a whole incubator with little cubby holes for my hand for hands just to hold my three pound baby i can't even imagine like i like i said i couldn't hold oliver for like 12 hours after i had him and that was torture i can't but like postpartum depression and anxiety is already bad oh and like i had a great delivery i got to hold my baby like mm -hmm. looking back i was so lucky yeah and it's still so real and it's like we talked about even when you have a great delivery and a great postpartum like it's still traumatic yeah. it's still like you birth the human like about like i hate to say it this way but literally everything that could have gone wrong went wrong her went wrong mm-hmm. and that is and she didn't even horrible. know until she was almost and delivering not, the baby chelsea it's definitely not your fault and i, don't I know told her that too i was to like i with told that, her that already but like that was hands down. Your providers should have given you more than what they did. Oh, 100%. They didn't. I'm very for, glad you got the providers you deserve. For reference, we just took a break for a second, and Adam, Cheyenne's boyfriend, was like, oh, I would sue them. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was just that is, it shouldn't have happened the way that no, it did. it shouldn't have and and i'm sorry that you had to go through that because that really weighs like people don't think about how your providers and everybody weighs oh. on your postpartum experience even through the pregnancy incubator with the cubby holes for hands just to hold my little three pound baby so yes. i ended last yes. 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 um she says it was devastating to me to say goodbye every day praying my guts out for everything to be better i hated myself because as soon as he got home my supply dropped and we were immediately on formula oh Okay, so that happened to me too with Oliver, so don't feel bad. And you know what? Formula feeding, not a bad thing. No, and I will tell you, like, so... Better for your mental health. (laughs) Yeah, well, in my breastfeeding experience, hasn't been the greatest. Um, Yeah. So, not to get off track, but to kind of get off track, but to come back. No, I mean, Um, like, it's... So... You're in the area. (laughs) Yeah, so um, postpartum was really hard for me. Um, I've never actually had to stay in a hospital. Me either. Not until but Oliver. 
I've never liked being away from the comfort of my own home for oh, that no. long of a period of time, especially places that I've never been before. Minus like family's houses. So like we went to Adam's mom's house for Thanksgiving. That didn't bother me. Um, but being in the hospital for 48 hours was really hard for me. And for, you know, fuck's sake, uh, let's just put this in here. My OB cleared me to go home already. And the only reason why I stayed in postpartum was because peds was basically like, well, your baby is a little jaundice. Oh, yeah. We need to keep him to make sure. So you stayed. He was the only reason I stayed and they knew that was the only reason I would Mm -hmm. stay because I told them, I said, if anything is wrong with him, I'll stay. But if he's cleared tonight, I'm leaving. (laughs) And then they came back and they were like, well, we kind of want to keep him to test him. And my OB had already, she pretty much was like fighting with him and she, well, arguing, I guess, a little, you know, dispute, if you will, about whether or not to send me home because she was like, she is cleared. Like. She's taken three showers, two or three showers already. You peed. She's walking. She's peed. Yeah. She feels great. She looks great. I mean, my uterus was already kind of like doing what it needed to do, Mm -hmm. like well on its way to going back. And my funnel massages literally didn't hurt at all. So she was pretty much like she could go Those never bothered me either. No. And she, so for me, staying in the hospital that long was really hard because I was not comfortable. I did not want to be there. I wanted to go home, sleep in my own bed, mm-hmm. take care of my baby, and be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, my son has a tongue tie. So in the hospital, they make you latch. They make you do all this stuff. He was doing fucking phenomenal. Like, the kid has a great latch. Mm-hmm. Um, the last day that I was there, so probably the last 12 hours, I had people coming in no shit, like, pretty much every hour. To be like, we need to see him latch. We need to see him latch. We need to make sure he's latching. You have to put him on the boob. You, you need to put him on. We have to see his latch. Which there was one nurse in postpartum who's a lactation consultant. And her, it, it didn't really bother me because when she came in, she made she would like have me latch. She's like, hey, you know, whenever he's ready to feed, just let me know. So it wasn't like she was coming in and she was like, hey, go ahead and make him latch. She right. was like, let me know when you're going to feed him next if you want me to come in so we can just double check his latch make sure everything's looking see that makes it so much better but like when everybody was coming in oh i need to look at his latch i need to look at his latch it stressed me out so much so overwhelming and then bubba started to get stressed out Mm -hmm. and then from then on it was pretty much like i had to fight to get him to latch after that because it was just too much it was just and it was very stressful for both of us so when we came home i kept trying to get him to latch trying to get him to latch he wasn't eating he, he would have such a hard time latching. It would take 45 minutes to an hour for me to get him to latch because he was just screaming so much. So we ended up having to start on formula. I was trying to pump. Pumping is fucking horrible. I hate pumping so much. It's so draining. It is so draining. And it's cold and they're plastic and it's just like... And it hurts. It, it's just not... It's not the same as breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had to start on formula, which just broke my fucking heart. I was trying to pump. Pumping was horrible. Then I went back to work. It was even more stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm trying to relactate, um, which I didn't really lose my entire supply, but I dropped quite a bit. So I'm trying to get to the point where my supply is built back up. So absolute worst case scenario, Chelsea, honestly, if you're done and you just want to use formula, I don't know if. Well, he's four months old now, so I would assume 
this happened right when she got home. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you you can always go back to breastfeeding if you want to. You can get yourself to relactate. Yeah. Put him on the boob every now and then. Mm-hmm. Just like really get him to latch. I mean, he's formula fed, so he's gonna be happy and hungry anyways. But there are ways to trick your body into yeah. being like, hey, you know, we need to resupply. So if that's really something you want to go down that road, I mean, that's obviously your choice. But, but you could if you wanted you to. You could if you wanted to, but formula feeding is not bad. No. I mean, your baby is growing and your baby is fed, and that is what matters. People that say breast is best are fucking stupid. Yeah. Fed is best, and that's all I got to say exactly. about that. <laughs> and you know what? Breast may be best for some people Depends and for some on babies. the person, yep. But, like, I know Bubba does a little bit better with breast milk sometimes than he does with specific formulas. So in that sense, yeah, sometimes breast is better. But my kid is happy and he's eating and he's fat like you can't tell me that yeah hello is that my baby no that's kyle you want to say hi say hi <laughs> say hello to the people oh come on please. ah you bitch all right <laughs> it's okay we got you on video <laughs> okay love you love you bye, love you, bye. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, so I guess in some ways breast is best for certain babies or whatever. If they have, like, intolerances and whatnot. But my fucking kid is fed. For um, mental health, formula is always the best option, in in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, and honestly, if Bubba had, like, kept breastfeeding the way he was, I think I would have been. And the only reason why formula is so mentally draining is because you put so much pressure on yourself to breastfeed because you hear all of these people saying... Oh, you said formula. You mean breastfeeding? You said the hardest part about formula. No, I think you I mean breastfeeding. That. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. No, the oh, hardest part I get about what, formula I, is, I get what you're yeah, okay. So, like, I put this, like, pressure on myself. Yeah. And that's why when we had talked about me just – I literally, yesterday, I had this conversation with her where I was like, I honestly have considered just letting myself dry up because mm-hmm. fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I look at my son and I'm like, I really do love breastfeeding him. I really do. Mm. It's just right now it's more mentally exhausting. It is. Because I, believe I'm me, I get like, it. <laughs> well, yours is mentally exhausting because your kid eats like every hour. Yeah, every hour. You literally have a boob out every hour of the day. Every time I talk to you, you have a I have out. a boob out. Yes. Yep. Correct. So um, I don't know. But don't put any pressure on yourself. Like you're a good mom. You honestly, know? yeah, Oliver, um, he I breastfed like like really breastfed for like maybe two weeks and then after that I started pumping and then my supply completely dried up after a month and we switched to formula and he's fine (laughs) well and everybody like blames themselves when their supply drops your supply will drop if you get a period Mm -hmm. if you start ovulating certain hormones mine dropped when I started my period sometimes if you get mastitis like your supply is so dependent on everything else that's going on in your body mm-hmm. you can't blame yourself if your supply drops because it fucking happens yeah and do not blame yourself and don't put so much damn pressure on yourself to be an oversupplier either a no, lot of people sucks. are just enoughers yep. okay and that's all you need to be if you need to supplement with an ounce or two of formula or three ounces or four ounces of formula per a bottle that's fine. Sometimes my kid eats, he'll eat on both sides and then is still hungry. And I'm like, well, I'm empty. So, and then I make a bottle. And yeah. that is just, after doing that, because I was pumping to get milk for bottles, like when I wasn't um, creating enough, but 
once I switched to formula, it was like so much better because now I don't pump at all because pumping sucks. <laughs> what is it? Heather sent me this. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, my stepmom is a hematologist oncologist. She said, which me is this... so funny because my mom is <laughs> oncology. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually great. That's um, she's a doctor, she... though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. My mom's an NP, but um, it's just funny that they do the same so thing. She sent me this thing, and it's a um, an eczema cream, popularly <gasps> sold on Facebook, is being recalled for containing high levels of lead. She said, and I quote, "Doubt you bought this shit, but figured I'd pass it on." Well, thank you for telling me because Oliver has eczema. Do you have this cream? It's no, I don't use any creams. Dieppe Bao, B A O D I E P B A O cream. No. Um. So for any of our listeners, if you um, if you use that for your babies, damn, that sucks. Yeah. Apparently, they sold the cream nationwide. And Facebook? It contains high levels of lead, yeah. The company's Facebook page and Vietnamese mom's Facebook group sold the cream nationwide, and it contains extremely high levels of lead. So if um, you bought a new eczema cream, and it's spelled D-I-E-P. Look it up. B-A-O. Throw that shit away. Yeah, definitely look into that. Um, but yeah, so. Let's see. Anywho. Okay. Anywho, I got very sidetracked. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so she felt like a failure because of the formula thing. Um, and then she felt like a failure for not being able to hold her child for almost two and a half days after she was born. Or that after again, he was born. it's not, not, your, your, fault. not your fault. It's not your fault. Nope. And for any moms going through that, the reason they do that is just, it's it's a health risk. And I know it, it sucks and it doesn't make it any better. No. Um, and it's still going to make you feel like shit, but in the back of your mind, just remember, because I know sometimes it helps. Like, it's just like that moment where you're like, if he's screaming, he's, if he's crying, he's breathing. Um, it's kind of in that, in the back of your head, just remember that, you know, I can't hold him because he's tiny and he could get sick very easily. And NICU babies are so, 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 so sensitive. Mm -hmm. And their immune systems are so sensitive. Just in the back of your mind, keep telling yourself, I can't hold him because he could get sick. And that is the last thing you want. And it's, again, it's not going to make you feel any better. But if there are any moms who relate to reasoning, you know, like Mm -hmm. to themselves, because sometimes I relate more to reasoning than anything else. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I do have to tell myself those things to make shit make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I so. said, if he's crying, he's breathing. If he's crying, he's breathing. Yep. If he's crying, he's breathing. Uh, yeah. So because she couldn't hold her baby for two and a half days because she was laying there motionless on morphine and fentanyl. Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Logan felt so guilty asking to go see John in the NICU when I was on bed rest, but I never held him back. I was purely happy my baby was going to be okay from what I was told, even though the doctors in the NICU said I was really lucky, really fortunate. They saw this situation before, and it didn't go well for baby or mama, and it turned out in a completely opposite thing. You and your baby are, like, walking, breathing, living fucking miracles. Yeah, she said um, it was the complete opposite of what they anticipated. She says, wow, wouldn't that scare the shit out of you, too? Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like when the doc, when that uh, anesthesiologist or 
who's I think is a CRNA, but uh, so the nurse anesthetist was like, you scared me. And I was like, why would you oh, tell okay. me that? Yeah, so, I mean, at least he told you after the fact. He did. Right? He did tell me after, yeah. But still, like, that doesn't make you, you know. But I'm very glad that at least one of you got to go see baby. Yeah. Because I feel like it would it would still make me feel like shit that I couldn't hold my baby. But but it would make me happy that knowing, the dad would, yeah, could go knowing see Knowing that, you know, my partner and the baby's dad could go see that would make me My feel baby. better. Yeah. Like yeah. he had someone. He someone was loving. Yeah. You know? Um, do, 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 do. And then she says, and my baby is an angel baby. He's absolutely perfect. Cries less and fuss less. And this oh. kid has been sleeping all night since month two. I fucking love that for you. For real. That's it. Oh. I love that he's like her, literally her little angel baby. I know. It makes me so happy that everything works out for you and that he's a fantastic baby because I'm sure that, like, NICU babies are harder to, yeah. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, pacify, I guess is the best word I'm looking for, yeah. like, to just be able to calm them down, especially because they go through so much. Well, NICUs are cold. And, I know. You know. I mean, I know they have, like, warmers. Cold. No, yeah, but, like, it's just. It's not the same. Mm. It's not the same as being home and being loved, you know? Yeah, it's you're, really like, not. in a box. Well, and, like, I try to remember, like. Everybody, I'm just going to say this, like, these are just our thoughts regarding the situation. Oh, yeah. These are completely opinions. Yeah. And the thing is, you never know what you would do in that situation or how you would feel in that situation until you're in that situation. Until you're in that situation. So, like, some people are, like, very stoic and they don't show any emotion and they're just like, okay, like, let's, you know, just keep my baby alive, you know? But, like, you you really don't ever know so like this is pretty much just like speculation so like what i would do in the situation and i'm not saying that what she did is wrong but like i'm saying that like the only thing logically my brain can think of is what i'm saying I guess. yeah does that make sense i should also so this has just been ever since i've said it now i have now i have to say it <laughs> so or ever since i said it i thought of something and now i have to yeah i have to say it. <laughs> so um i i feel like i've been saying i can't even imagine a lot Okay. Yeah. I just saw a TikTok and you'll, she listened. So I know that you'll know who I'm, <laughs> I know that you'll know who I'm talking about, but um, I don't know if you want me to say your name, so I won't. But she says that uh, when you say, I can't even imagine, or I can't imagine that like the human brain is so complex that you can literally imagine any situation. So she, she like made this whole video about how like when you say I can't even imagine, it's basically like saying my brain can't. Like I, I don't want to imagine that. I don't yeah. want to come up with that scenario. Yeah, and so ever since I've said that, I've been like, damn, you fucked up my brain. <laughs> now I can't. But it, like, I mean, I that's true that. though, because like thinking of that situation, like it already makes me want to kind of like tear up a little bit just oh, thinking yeah. of her going through it. Yeah. But my brain instantly goes to thinking of my child every time like in every single second of this situation and imagining what the fuck would I do yeah you know, like how would I feel that's what I was just saying like I I or that's what I was just thinking is but like your brain doesn't want to think of that no you know? your brain no want to go there no because that's it is this absolute worst case scenario it's just like when you're pregnant and you block out all of this other shit because you're like mm-hmm. I don't want to even remotely think of I don't anything think going about wrong it. with my baby or my pregnancy mm-hmm. and that is fucking terrifying so when people are like oh well that pregnant woman's just being dramatic fuck you mm-hmm. because it's so easy to just worry about yourself 
You know, it's oh, so yeah. easy. It's so easy when you're not pregnant to say, okay, whatever. Like when okay. you're pregnant, you're thinking about what you're eating. You're thinking about how much activity you're doing. You're thinking everything that you do somehow relates yeah. to your and baby. And then you sit there and you're like, is me doing X, Y, Z. So like we went out to um, Wilmington to the gardens out there and we were walking around and I instantly like got in the car and I was cramping the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did what I just do hurt my baby? Mo- yep, like that, and that is, it's literally something as simple as walking or eating something or drinking something or, yeah. you know, moving a certain way. Like your brain is so wired to just worry about the baby like Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant I couldn't give two fucks less about myself Mm -hmm. but my brain was like my baby my baby my baby Mm -hmm. so every single especially when you're a new mom every single thing that Mm -hmm. like changes or is different you worry about yeah people are always like oh yeah you're less worried when you're a second time mom and in my brain, I'm like, I feel like I'm not going to be because I was more worried. Pregnancy is so different. I was more worried the second time because of my miscarriage. Yeah. So like, and that doesn't apply to everyone, obviously. But like, even if I hadn't had that miscarriage, I guess I still would have been as nervous because like, and even with Oliver, I was because I was first time mom. But like, there are so many possibilities of what could happen. Like IUGR or yeah. like, literally never. No. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so hard because I feel like people are like, oh, well, your baby's fine. So you can stop worrying. No, the fuck you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't stop worrying. No matter how no. many times I went to the doctor and they told me my baby was fine. I was still scared. Well, and then like now that you've heard Chelsea's story, like she they were telling her, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And it, it's that and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then in the same token, and I always tell people about this because um, I'm always like, you are a mom. Whether you have a child at home already or not, you are now a mom. Mm-hmm. And when I say mother's intuition is fucking lit. It's, it's real. It's <laughs> so real. You know when something is wrong with your baby. Stick to your fucking guns. Yeah. And make sure, like, even if nothing is wrong, so even if you get a million and one tests and there's absolutely nothing wrong with your baby, okay. But at least you stuck it out and you said, no, I don't feel right. There's something going on. Yeah. Because I think in my head, the last thing I wanted was to be relaxed about a situation or relaxed about something that was different. And then something be wrong with him. Yeah. And me not give a fuck enough to, like, go get checked or something. Yep. So, like, I would cramp or he would stop moving and I'd be like, I need to sit down. I need to drink water. I need to give myself a couple hours. And then if he's not moving or not doing what I need him to do in the next two hours, for those of you who don't know, kick counts are a thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're doing your kick counts. If you are at home and your baby stops moving, do kick counts. If your kick counts are off, go to the fucking hospital. There's do no not wait. There's no shame no. in going. And, and I always told myself, I said, I will go to the hospital 10 times a fucking day if I know my baby's all right. What are they going to do? Yell at me? Exactly. You can treat me like shit. I had, I, so I was, oh God, which one was it? I think I was like. how far along I was I don't have to ask Adam that question I can't remember if it was before my 10-week ultrasound or after I think it was right before um but I was cramping really fucking bad and oh I remember that and I called 
the nurse line and they were like, okay, if it's not any better, you need to go to the hospital. Yep. I was like, okay. So I went to the hospital and I told them, I was like, hey, you know, I'm just far along. And they were like, all right, so we're going to get you an ultrasound. So um, Adam was there and I was, I'm in tears because I'm like, did I do something wrong? Is something wrong with the baby? Like what's going on? Yeah. You know, you always blame it on yourself. Even you though it's do. not, yeah. even if it's, you didn't do anything wrong, you yeah. always think, what did I do? But it's that? always going to be in the back of your mind. Oh yeah. You know? And that um, mom guilt happens real soon. So just like how you become a mother once you're pregnant, you also have mom guilt. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Um, so they took me back for my ultrasound and the ultrasound tech. I'm not going, I don't know her name, but I'm not going to say which hospital I was at. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. They could probably figure out why that question is. Um, so I went back and she's doing my ultrasound and she instantly, mind you, this is an ER or an ultrasound technician in the fucking ER at a hospital talking to a fucking patient, a pregnant patient, mind you, mm-hmm. first time mom, I'm a pregnant patient, I'm a very first time mom and I'm cramping and I feel like there might be something wrong with my baby and she starts talking and she's like so like what are your symptoms and i told her and she's like okay and she starts talking and she's basically like moms come in here all the time for the slightest thing and she's basically shit talking moms for coming into the er when they to feel like you she said that to, to you me as a first time mom on her bed getting an ultrasound she's basically shit talking moms for oh. coming into the er and getting ultrasounds because she was like, everybody just wants, they come in for everything. And then she's like, and some of them just come in because they want to see their baby. And you know what? I wish I really was like secured myself enough at the time, like in my pregnancy to basically look at her and be like, you fuck, fuck off. I probably like, just would have been like, I, and I was, and I was like, what? The fuck? what? Then she begins to shit talk a nurse that was in the ER because oh. she would come to her when something would be like, she felt, felt like something was wrong. She'd ask her to do an ultrasound. Yeah. And she was shit talking her too because she was like, she she'll come in whenever she feels like something's wrong with the baby and blah 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 blah, blah x y and z. And I was like, fuck that bitch, this fucking bitch. So of course I when I go back out, Adam's sitting there. So I go back out and I tell him, and he's like, what the fuck is her problem? And I was like, I don't know, but it sounds like she needs dick because something is fucking wrong with her. <laughs> she's fucking angry. Maybe she's gay. Maybe she needs pussy. Who knows? <laughs> She needs sex. something, sexual something or other, whether Sex-sh- it's a fucking shower head or a dodo. I really don't care. Sexual healing. She needs that shit. <laughs> but I was literally, I was fucking shocked, dude. That's ridiculous. I can't, I literally don't even, I would have been like, <laughs> but like I what? was like, are you fucking good? And mind you, the first, so my 10 week ultrasound, I had to go to the diagnostic center because that's where they do the ultrasound, like your first big ultrasound. Yeah. So I went to the diagnostic center. That's where they do mammograms, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was like, this dude, bless up. I wish I knew your fucking name because I would say it. Because that ultrasound, he was fucking amazing. Mm, like we were literally, that. so you're not really supposed to videotape in there. I'm going to out myself, but not like you can do anything about it now. Um. So Adam like 
got like a little clip of the ultrasound yeah. because they didn't give you photos they didn't give us photos oh that's dumb so he got like a little clip of the ultrasound and he bubba was like literally just bouncing around in there like the little bean you know mm-hmm. how they just bounce around after 10 weeks and he was like i was laughing so my uterus was like going like this they look like a little peanut and he was literally like folding up so i was like he looks like a little taco and he the dude was like he was so fucking sweet and I always remember that because I'm like, you are literally so nice. And then, of course, the ultrasound techs at work, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. And if you guys hear this or if anybody who I work with hears this, you know who I'm talking about. And they are <laughs> fucking godsend. Good for you. We they were actually just amazing. talking about them before yeah. we started recording. I yeah, think we they're so them. fucking sweet and they are so good at their jobs. And that is like more of what pregnant patients need because... It's already so much anxiety, so much, it's scary. It's all these, it's so overwhelming. And then to have somebody say something like that to you is so fucked up. But having someone that you can just like bullshit with. That's so nice. While you're getting an ultrasound too is like great. That like, like there, so there are two um, ultrasound techs that do like pregnant women mm-hmm. um, at the hospital uh-huh. that I went to. And um, the they're both very nice both very nice one of them is just very quiet and mm-hmm. like it keeps to herself and like what, which is fine like she's very sweet and whatever but the other one is like me and very outgoing That's how our and like ultrasound texts are and so like one of them is very like yep. wound up and she's so funny because she will just bullshit with you the entire time if you wanted to yeah but she also feeds a little bit off of your energy so like yeah. if you're quiet she'll be quiet she'll try but like if you're not giving it then she's just like, okay, well yeah i feel like and then the other one is a little bit quieter but she's still so sweet like even when we worked amazing. even when we worked on a truck like you read the situation like you're like is this person gonna talk to me or do i just want to like hang back you know what i mean like like do you remember that patient that was like fucking with you that one day and you were just going back and forth and you're like oh now you want to be nice to me <gasps> i have a video i have a, you have took a video of me talking to him yeah i do remember that oh man it's not a hipaa violation at all well it was of me he did of my face did i yeah i, mean, I have it i'm I'll pretty sh- sure i deleted it i have it i'll show it to you it, it you didn't get you didn't get him in it at all it's just my face and i'm pretty sure i said Oh, now you want to be nice to me? I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what I said. I was like, oh, that was. Man. I thought I was pregnant, in, or I was. I was pregnant yeah. in that video, and then I had my miscarriage. Crazy. We were at wound care. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that man. Always talking about damn bojangles. Or Is that a, who it was? Or a, yeah, or a spam sandwich. Yeah, that's who it was. That's why I was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> And Ashley was on the truck with us because we were training her. Oh, God. Good old <laughs> Ashley. I know she doesn't give a fuck if I say her name. <laughs> There's so many stories we could tell of that girl. Oh, my God. We should, honestly, we should just have her. <laughs> we should just have her send us a bunch of shit and just have an Ashley episode. Because <laughs> that shit's funny. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I have no idea, but I was gonna say something. I'm not really sure now. Oh, all right. Well, I have nothing else to add. Do you have anything? I don't think. (laughs) Think so. Okay. Well, we are recording the next episode tonight as well, so we should probably go do that. But um, yeah, Chelsea, thank you again for letting us. Thank you so much, and And you're not a bad mom. No, for any of the things that you said. Hell and high water. 
you are going to take care of your baby. And that's very, very, very. I told her, I said, I said, I told her, I texted her back after she said that she felt like a bad mom. I said, bad moms don't think that they're bad moms. No, bad moms think they're really good moms. Good moms think they're bad moms. Yes. It's very a fucked up world we live in. Well, sometimes I'm like, I'm a damn good mom. Like when I'm frustrated, I'm like, I'm a damn good fucking mom. Like, you're like screaming at your baby. I wish it was at him, but I can't. I know. Sometimes I just can't. Like, sometimes I'll look at him and be like, well, what the fuck do you want? I don't. I have definitely looked at him before and been like, I don't know how to fucking help you right now. I honestly don't. This is, wow. <laughs> I just got really deep in my own brain. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking, sorry to be such a damper on. No, 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 no. Digging no. deep down there? No. It's, oh, God. It's, it's, I oh, no. I just thought like I can't remember the last time that I thought I was a good mom. That's fucked up. <laughs> Kyle tells me all the time that you're that, he, that I'm a good mom and that he's proud of me and whatever. But I don't think I can remember a time that I think I've I said thought, it once that I was a good mom and that was that that hand shaking like I'm a good fucking I'm a good mom. Fucking don't mom. fucking talk shit. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like frustration. But yeah. I think it came more when people were like overwhelming me. And I was like, I'm a good fucking mom. I don't, I don't need everybody up my ass about things. Like I I can take care of my baby. Like, yeah, I don't think I ever, but lately, mm, no, you, you're, yeah. Lately I'm kind of like, "Mm, someday. You're a good mom. Have you punched him in the face yet when he's screaming? You're a good fucking mom. You're a good fucking mom. You have two of them. Oh my God. I only have one. So? That shit's hard. (laughs) I lost my I'm pretty sure I lost I was just gonna say I'm pretty sure I lost more shit I lost more shit with Oliver than I am with Theodore but I think it's because you learn patience but also Theodore is not like a horrible baby no he's a great baby I mean Oliver was too he just had his moments and Bubba has has moments where he's good (laughs) I was just gonna say Bubba has lots of moments he was so good last night, though, when we were on Bubba the phone. Bubba was, like, one big moment. Bubba is his own entity. <laughs> <laughs> but also, sometimes I'm like, But now you that you have... my kid. We, by the way, we did end up switching swings. I know we've talked about it in one of the previous episodes. We did. But and it is... Working it's working out, out very well, well for both free. of us. Yeah. So. Okay, there was a split second where yours wasn't working out well, but that's because something she, fucking happened. She figured it out today. It's We're all good. good. But honestly, time. Theodore likes the, the bounce rather than the swing now, so it's And it's Bubba totally likes okay. the... <laughs> both of our children like to be aggressively shaken. Okay. <laughs> for anybody who is going that path. We don't actually like pick them up and shake them. No, like, like we're not shaking baby syndrome. It's like our the, in the like, swing, like it, it needs to be quick or in the bouncer. Yes, they like they like to be, be bounced, bounced, like, like, and they both have head control quite hard. Yeah, and they both laugh while they do it. I don't know what's wrong with our kids. <sighs> our kids are weird, and Oliver is just his own. He just runs into walls at this point and climbs on you. Oh, I'm a fucking jungle gym, basically. <laughs> I really Earlier, am. you said if you don't get the fuck off of me right now. <laughs> See, this is why it's okay to have those moments. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes I, you need to have those moments, though. Like I lost my shit a couple times. I today. mean, you saw me the other day. I looked at him and yeah. I was like, I don't fucking know how to help you right now. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, and yeah. I, I really don't mean it to be like nasty. No, but, but like, sometimes <sighs> you just have to like. At, 
and we were just talking about the TikTok that I saw that I don't I don't remember her name, but um she was talking about how she was on the porch and her baby was inside and she could see her baby through the window, but she was crying and screaming and she couldn't get her to stop. She couldn't get her to calm down. And she said, I came outside because if I go back in there and I try to keep her calm, I will shake her. Yeah. And like, it's, it's okay to feel like that. It's, you just need to be able to recognize when you need a minute. Recognizing that, that line in the sand. And I feel like I kind of told myself earlier because anybody who knows me knows like I'm, angry person if that happens okay I'm not always you know calm <laughs> to say the least like my child got his anger from his parents oh 100 and we're not we're really not like that with each other like we've been kind of tested lately no i'm just pretty sure we're it's parents. genetic I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but like we're really not like adam and i are not like that with each other no like this is whole i mean i guess i don't know what happens behind closed doors but, but like, this is wholeheartedly I- like what the least toxic relationship i've been in (laughs) honestly there's a story by that but yours are worse than mine well your one is worse than all of mine put together i've been verbally abused i have not been physically abused (laughs) more to come we'll talk about it we'll talk about it in a different one um but no so like (laughs) We are actually, and we actually had that conversation today. But backstory for the past two days, like Adam and I have literally like not been talking to each other on and off. Like, and it's nothing that either if, of us have done wrong. If it's you're just... listening and you don't have kids, or you're listening and you are a single parent and didn't really have the support from somebody else, then this probably sounds terrible. What's like I probably out of sound ungrateful as fuck. Right, but like, but when you're in a relationship and you have a baby it's really hard to keep your physical and like your intimate relationship with each other while you're caring for somebody so you're it's basically like watering flowers yeah you can't always water two flowers at once and if you can god Great. bless you you're majestic i don't know what the fuck can, you, can you text me yeah. and tell me how you do that because i gotta water three it's and hard, i don't know if i can it is, do that and it's hard to water two flowers at once yeah that's the best way i can put it no it is yeah. so you're that's a very good your way baby, to put it you're keeping your baby alive you're taking care of your baby emotionally and physically and you're doing diapers and you're doing this and that and some of us have to work so mm-hmm. some people go to work full-time like i was kind of full-time but kind of part-time now i'm part-time but, yeah. you know, I was coming home with baby and you did it with Oliver. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to go to work and you're trying to, you know, keep yourself afloat at work. You're trying to still be that good employee that you were before. And I was working my ass yes. off yeah. when I was Oh, there. yeah. We were working hard. All of us. Every yeah. single person that worked yep. there was working their asses off. And Balls we were getting, to the fucking walls. We were getting, getting shit on by people. Our it was just asses bad. were handed to us daily. Yeah. And then I would come home and be fucking exhausted. And now I have to care for this baby. And, and you have to care for your relationship exactly. at the same time. Yeah. Because let's be honest, dads go through it too. Mm-hmm. So dads are also emotional and they also have these ups and downs. And yeah. they need someone to rely on. And I feel like a lot of times they, they're kind of like off by themselves. And that sounds horrible. But now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like dads are often overlooked because dads can get postpartum depression and anxiety. Yeah, I I didn't know that until very recently. But yeah, I did know that. So like, it's really like, uh, it's just it's hard. If you want us to talk about relationships after um, babies, we will, because we've already talked about 
some things that we want to talk about coming up. So if you have any suggestions, definitely everyone that listens probably knows us. So just except the person in Australia, shout out to you again. I just don't know who the fuck you are. I have no idea. But if you like message the hold my pump, you know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever or you Facebook, come across or, or Facebook. message us on like anchor or whatever, like message us and tell us what you want to hear because we're all ears, all ears. Yeah. But um, no, it's very hard to to water two flowers at once. And grow oh, Adam and I have been kind of like oh, yeah. back and forth for a couple of days, and um, we actually talked about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I told him I said I love you, and this is I love our relationship, and I love you know being parents together. And he's a really good fucking dad, mm-hmm. and he does not think he is. He's an amazing fucking dad. Kyle doesn't think he, he is supports. Either all of us which Kyle does the same thing Mm -hmm. you know he supports all three of us he works his ass off um he just got his medic so he was in school while I was pregnant he was finishing with clinicals finishing school when I had Bubba so you know and I might sound ungrateful but it's hard to water that flower too and it's hard to emotionally meet his needs when I can't even meet my own let's be honest like I I have no fucking clue what I want and you need to go on medication that's what you need to do yeah (laughs) You fucking right. I know. I know. But um, this bitch said that she. You know that paper that you fill out. I lied they, on mine. <laughs> when they give it to you and they say like, "Are you happy?" or like, "Are it's you?" It's like and it's like a. This bitch lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I lied on mine. You should Sorry, get on. You should get on. You should get on medication. Yeah, if my OB's hearing this, I apologize. I did actually lie to you about a couple things in that. But I also don't think it was as bad when I went in for my. Postpartum. No, that's fair because remember, mine didn't kick in until four months postpartum with Oliver. And in some ways, it's better right now, and in other ways, it's worse right now. Uh huh. It's, it's yeah. very hard. It's well, very it's hard. a it's a roller coaster of emotions going through. Just being a parent is so fucking overwhelming that like there's so much. My hands baby oh, love that. All right, before we get off on too many tangents. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, so it's it's. A mix. We'll talk about it yeah. in like full depth in another episode. Yeah, so I'm gonna cut off my thought on that. I apologize. <laughs> but any whore. Any whore. I love that you said that because now I'm gonna say that all the time. What did you say that I was like, that's fucking hilarious? <laughs> for some, I know this is not what you, you said, but for some reason, she said it, in, I'm pretty sure it was an insult. Like you were calling somebody or something, uh-huh. something. And I just, my immediate thought was, not bubble i don't know why i don't know all right follow us on tiktok and instagram it's hold my pump podcast join the facebook group is also hold my pump podcast Um, all of the groups all of the social media it's just fucking look us up look us up we're funny yeah we might not be as active on like social media as we should be but we're fucking hilarious and we're pretty cool though well i like to think we're kind of i like to think we're cool all right Bye. Bye. <laughs>